Hello and welcome back to On The Spot Thought. I'm here with uh, Aaron Mills. Before we get started, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm Aaron. I go to school at K-State. I'm getting my master's in architectural engineering with an emphasis in structures. Yeah. Yeah? That, that's you in a nutshell? That's everything? That's everything wow, right there. That's, that's my life. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. We should just stop there then. I guess that's... no. Wrap uh, it up for the day. <laughs> um, the topics I chose for today are perspective and attitude and kind of how they affect day-to-day life. And so, to start with that, tell us a little bit about um, what you felt your perspective on life was growing up as a kid. How did you see the world? How did you feel your attitude was? Like, would you say you were a, uh, a cheery kid, a pessimistic kid? A, uh, I feel um, like my whole life I've just kind of been a realist. Not really pessimistic, but, like, what can go wrong might go wrong. Mm-hmm. Just kind of keeping everything in perspective. I guess that's kind of changed once I got to college, though. Mm-hmm. You have to see more of, like, what can go right here? <laughs> yeah. Everything could be going wrong. It's just hard day in and day out so you have to be like what could go right can I get an A on this test can I do well mm-hmm. in this class it kind of gives you a better better attitude yep. gives you some motivation to work <laughs> yep. on something yeah um, how do you feel being a realist um, affected your life growing up what were um, some ways that being a realist changed how a certain situation occurred um like if I don't know I guess like if something bad happened, you're like, you're more prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Instead of it destroying your whole world, you're like, yeah, I kind of expected that. I can mm-hmm. pick up and move on. It's not the end of the world. Whereas if something good happened, you're like, okay, that's good. It's kind of hope for the best, but prepare for the worst mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Would you say you ever felt um, kind of in a worse attitude based off that sometimes? Sometimes, yes. Like you have those friends that are always so cheery and see the best in everyone and everything is perfect you're like I wish I could be you Mm -hmm. but then like something bad happens and they don't know how to pick themselves back up Mm -hmm. so pros and cons I guess yeah 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 Um, I know sometimes it can be um, people find it annoying if I if um, like I'll pay I'll play a a game with my younger brother (laughs) and I think it was there was one time we were playing Monopoly (laughs) and he was down by quite a bit and he's like, I'm just going to lose. I'm just going to lose. I'm like, Hudson, you can't keep saying things like that because, first of all, now I feel bad for beating you. And then second <laughs> of all, it just no one wants to see. And then he ended up winning, right? And he's sitting there after winning with, like, this big old grin on his face. But he didn't want to say anything because he had talked about how he, yeah. he had already complained so yeah. much. He didn't want to, <laughs> he didn't want to like, be like, I'm winning this one this time. You know, and... It was, in some ways, he was being a realist, but in other ways, he was just complaining. Yeah. What do you think that line is? It's a fine line. Um, I guess you really have to keep it all in perspective, but Mm -hmm. internal complaining might be better than, like, outward. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about it, like, keep it inward. I have a problem with that, I know, but when you're thinking something negative, not outward, like, telling it to someone else so it affects their day, just keeping it inward, be like this sucks yes it does but you don't need to ruin someone else's day Mm -hmm. like it affects you and only you so yeah keeping it inward but yeah yeah I think that's good and then there's there's like group complaining which Mm -hmm. you see a lot in school and I think there's a healthy aspect to group complaining you know and it just lets off steam everyone's like well this homework sucks I don't know what's going on but then you can just get back down and do it (laughs) yeah even though it but yeah we've always said that there's company and misery and that's how we've really gotten through yeah. 
this major at least we spend Saturdays in this department and it sucks yeah but you're here with everyone else and you meet really good friends yeah so some positives (laughs) some positive look at that positive outlook (laughs) on life (laughs) uh do you think without school um would you be able to be friends with some of these people Yes and no, mm-hmm. mostly because like with school I met them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met them without being mm-hmm. in this department. But it also you have a common bond. It's hard to make friends if you don't have a bond. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you can start a conversation about. It's just like, hey, hi. Like yeah. you can't relate to anything. Yeah. And I think that's how a lot of friendships are made. Like you find a common bond and then you build from it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, no, I, I always felt growing up the easiest way to um, kind of create conversation and to have that easygoing Mm -hmm. um, conversation is if there was an activity going on right because you didn't have to be talking the whole time like if you're sitting down face to face with someone you have have to to talk with them or sit in silence and that's pretty much all you have but if you're like playing a game a group activity um you can throw up a quip every once in a while and then maybe that leads to conversation yeah um do you feel you're pretty good at that growing up um or do you feel like you're better at face-to-face conversation or even now how do you feel you are I feel like I've gotten a lot better at face-to-face conversation. Coming into college, I was extremely shy. I never talked. Mm -hmm. Um, Going through recruitment freshman year, I don't think I had a genuine conversation with anyone. So, shocked I got into a sorority. But I look back now and I'm like, wow, how, like, that has been a 180. Growing up, I was the shyest person ever. I had a really hard time, like, holding a conversation. I could have the very surface level, how's your day going? Like, how's your week been? Mm -hmm what's new with your life but it was never the deep meaningful conversations where you really build a friendship Mm -hmm. and I think just being pushed outside of my comfort zone in college having to go through interviews sorority recruitment all that stuff making genuine friends to be there when I need them has really helped Mm -hmm. Um, and would you say that's been rewarding yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah how how did you feel um, the friendships that you did have growing up how did those start it was mostly from school. You're yeah. with them eight hours a day, five days a week. I went mm-hmm. to a small school too, so I was with the same 40, 50 other people from mm-hmm. kindergarten through eighth grade. You spend a lot of time with them, you meet with them, mm-hmm. and then you do sports with them outside of school. You're with them all the time. Mm-hmm. So just having that constant interaction, you build a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say you have a deeper relationship with the friends you had made in the past or with the friends you've made um, in college? I think there's a difference between mm-hmm. the deepness. Like, those friends were there in more of my awkward stage. Like, they've mm-hmm. been there through it all, where you're growing, you're learning, you're mm-hmm. going through everything now. So I think there's more of, like, that bond there. Mm-hmm. But my college friends have seen the deep parts of me like the nights where it's 3 a.m and you're like what am i doing Mm -hmm. and just that side um so there's definitely a difference like i have my hometown friends and we'll always be friends but i don't talk to them every single day when i go home for thanksgiving or christmas Mm -hmm. it's you catch up and you pick up right where you left off Mm -hmm. and then my friends here it's like you'd see them every day if you don't talk a day it's weird Mm -hmm. so there's just that yeah a different dynamic yeah 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 yeah, I know uh, you had mentioned in a previous conversation outside of this um, that you feel you have, um, that you like those nighttime conversations <laughs> that get deep pretty fast. Yep. Why do you think it is that we're um, more susceptible or we hop into deeper conversations more easily at night? Would you say it's simply a light change or is it kind of a exhaustion tired change or wh- where do you think that comes from? I don't know. I've always fondly called it honesty hour, but yeah. I remember... 
I think it was my sophomore year. I was studying for a test, and it was like two in the morning. I went upstairs. I lived in the sorority at the time, and I went upstairs, and there were three other people that I really didn't know at the time Mm -hmm. standing in the kitchen, and we talked for seriously two or three hours. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's four or five in the morning right now, and we just got into some really deep stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it might just be the time you're at you kind of let your guard down like your body's getting tired your guards down and things just come up Mm -hmm. and then once things start coming up everything starts coming up and you realize like if something traumatic or like significant happened in their life you might relate to it and you start telling a story and then they start telling a story off that story Mm -hmm. and it just kind of pigeonholes down but I don't know yeah would you say you found more positives in that or more negatives in that definitely more positives that's Mm -hmm. where I personally think your true self comes out and like that's where you have your honest conversations mm-hmm. you just things come up things come out mm-hmm. I don't know it's yeah. just deeper yeah, yeah. Um, I know uh, this isn't entirely related but um, <laughs> my my parents and my mom especially growing up um, she was the kind of person that after an event would talk to just about everyone and we'd be like the yep. last ones to leave yeah um, and as a growing up as a kid I found this the, to be like the most annoying thing. I was like, I have school tomorrow. I want to go home <laughs> and I want to watch some TV and yep. I can't do that right now. Um, but growing up, I've seen myself become more of the person that ends yeah. up talking to someone for way too long and yep. they're the ones wanting to go home and you see them stepping away and then I'm like, okay, yeah, we should probably head out. Oh, but this one last thing I yep. thought of. You find that one little <laughs> thing to add on. Yeah. Do you find yourself doing that at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it'll be after something, like a meeting, and you just kind of see one person, you're like, you bring up something small, you're like, hey, we're going to this thing next week, like, you want to go together, and Mm -hmm. then you just talk for an hour. Yeah. And then just, you keep going, you find things to talk about. Yeah. When it comes to that end point, do you find yourself being the one holding the conversation together, or the one trying to leave more often? (laughs) I think it depends on the day, what I have to get done, and honestly, who it's with, Mm -hmm. but it's just, yeah, (laughs) all situational. Yeah. Um, Do you think you've gained something from your parents similar to that? Oh, Um, gosh, yeah. My dad does not talk. And so I think growing up, I was like, it's fine. He doesn't do it, so it's fine if I don't do it. mm -hmm. And my mom was the person that was like, no, 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 we're going to stay here and talk to everyone. I will be the last person to leave. And I think as I've grown, I was always more of my dad. He's an engineer. Mm -hmm. I was always more of Mm -hmm. my dad. And as I've grown, I've turned into my mom who talks all the time. Mm -hmm. She's a business major, super whatever business person all around Mm -hmm. loves talking to people loves communicating i've definitely seen myself turn more into her Mm -hmm. which is scary but also (laughs) kind of good yeah so yeah i i kind of relate with that in a sense my dad's an engineer pretty much in the same thing i'm going into and so um growing up i i kind of just matched a lot of the way he lived his life and as i'm getting older i'm seeing myself slowly adopting some more of um, my mom's traits yeah um even though it doesn't come as naturally, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it is it is good because um, you need to be well rounded. You need to be well rounded. Yeah. Right? Um, but I have been enjoying that. Um, but yeah, so that's been a good time. <laughs> Always fun seeing yourself transform. Yeah. <laughs> In different ways, I guess. But I, I know growing up, I was like, I never wanted to be my mother. I remember after parent teacher conferences in middle school, mm-hmm. my teacher would be like, "You look exactly like your mother," and mm-hmm. I took it as the biggest like offense I was like no I don't no I don't and I'm like okay yeah thank (laughs) you she looks great (laughs) this is kind of off topic but 
um, growing up, uh, I have an older brother who's about the same height as me, and some people think we look kind of the same, um, but in high school, he was a year older than me, so um, everyone knew me as Calvin's brother, and that was kind of just what people, oh, you're, you're Calvin's brother, right? And so that was just a consistent theme through high yeah. school. I remember one time I was getting a, uh, a carpool with someone, a friend of mine, and his mom was driving us, and then his older sister was in the front seat. And she was like, wait a second, I think I know you. Are you? And I was I was thinking she was going to say Calvin's brother. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, she's like, are you, are you Kim Bailey's son? And I was like, why, yes, I am, actually. Yeah, I, <laughs> pleasure you. to meet you. Wow. <laughs> but that was just, but that was interesting. It yeah. is, it, being compared to someone else, sometimes you can see it as like, yeah. no, I'm my own person. But yeah. sometimes in other ways. Um, it's, it's kind of a compliment. Yeah. You're like, oh, thank you. You're going to compare me to <laughs> yeah. her? Cool. Uh, awesome. Please, please continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, again, it's that perspective on who you're talking with. It, yeah. It, who you're being compared to, I yeah. guess. But yeah. uh, um, who would you most like to be compared to? In relation to my family, or uh, just in general? Uh, in general, unless family is more um, relatable oh, for you. I don't know. I feel like that could take a lot of different turns. Mm-hmm. I would say my mom, just because she's that bubbly, go-getter spirit, won't mm-hmm. let anything get in her way. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're lot of people yeah and I think maybe not one person necessarily but a combination of a lot of people (laughs) you Aaron are like these 17 people I'm like thank you so (laughs) much (laughs) but I know people that want to be their own person like make their Mm -hmm. own way strive for to be themselves more than anything else Mm -hmm. but I think it's kind of a compliment to be like someone who have traits similar to someone yeah if you're making a note of it at all probably made a mark on you and yeah. it's a good thing yeah. so especially understanding that i'm not going to be perfect in everything i do yep. i may have a strong quality here yep. but that means that i'm <laughs> lacking over here somewhere um and i think it's i think it's cool to see how your the friends and the people around yep. you influence the way that yes. you live your life i saw a quote somewhere like, i don't know if it was a quote but it's like the five people you spend the most time with you become like mm-hmm. and that really sets it in perspective like you spend all day with the people you're in classes with you kind of turn into them yeah or like my roommates i spend a lot of time with them you start picking up things they say Mm -hmm. or like actions they do Mm -hmm. it's just interesting yeah i know you all in the in the grad office noticed one thing i did um i i worked with one of my roommates this last summer and Mm -hmm. the summer before that Mm-hmm. And one thing he liked to do is he liked to like to take his hands and just like push his shoulders forward and like 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 a <laughs> fake intimidating pose. Yeah. Um, and I ended up just kind of like the beginning of the semester. It was just something I kind of like saw myself doing more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why did I even? Oh, you don't know that's how right. you start, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden you're doing it all the time. You're like, what am I doing? Yeah, like, why am I why am I doing this? <laughs> uh, but in the same way, um, oftentimes you'll affect someone else and you yeah. won't even know about it. You might yeah. never even see that. At yeah, all, but is um, crazy. What do you think is one thing, one of your traits that you might have rubbed off on someone else? I know over the summer I worked really closely with a girl. She's two or three years older than us. Mm-hmm. And she had a very bad habit of laughing all the time. And then I got in there and she rubbed off on me. So I started laughing all the time. And then we started rubbing off on each other. And we would say sentences at the same time. We would laugh at the same time. We had the same laugh. <laughs> is- and it's just like, the way we said things, mm-hmm. like the tone of our voice, would be the same. 
it's just weird. It is kind of weird. We turned into the same person. <laughs> you, she looks like you, and you look like her now. It's just <laughs> we are the same person, <laughs> two bodies. <laughs> two, two bodies, one person. But yeah. Weird. Yeah. Really weird. It's kind of weird. How do you think you'd feel if you had a twin sister? I've always wanted a twin. Yeah. My best friend from high school is a twin. They're nothing alike. They're yeah. the most opposite persons you could ever find. Mm-hmm. But. I grew up, like, there was always a set of twins in all of my classes, and they were best friends. You get to grow up with a best friend, mm-hmm. but I, don't, I think it'd be so cool. Yeah. But you would rub off on each other a lot. It's also interesting how they can continue to be their own person. Like, my best friend, mm-hmm. they were so different. They never really wanted, not like anything to do with each other, but they could live their own lives without mm-hmm. being dependent. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to find that good balance which would be hard, but mm-hmm. yeah, I have yeah. Uh, I have some twin cousins. Yeah, um, you wouldn't know they were twins, and they're just just yep. like polar opposites. Yep. Um, one grew up really enjoying physical physical activities and sports and all of this, and the other one kind of drew more towards the virtual side with yeah. uh, video games and yep. stuff like that. That's what they're um, like. And they they would butt heads like all the time. All the time. But yeah, um, they were fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think twins are interesting. I think it's I think it's cool when you first see a set of twins, like identical twins, mm-hmm. and they look essentially exactly the same. Yep. But if you spend a lot of time with them, you notice the differences, and yep. you can just tell them apart yep. to the point where you see one, and, pe- and you're like, oh, yeah, that one's Josh, and that one's Jacob, or something like that. And people are like, how can you tell them apart? I'm like, well, Josh has a, uh, has a Josh face. <laughs> Jacob has a Jacob face. It's like that simple. You can't tell. <laughs> can you not? Can you not see that? That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, you and Kelvin are only a year apart. You're kind of twins, <laughs> not really. Sure, sure. But I mean, you grew up close to someone. Mm-hmm. So how would you like? You're close growing up. Did that make a big difference on your life? Um, it was. Uh, with my brother, so I have the older brother Calvin, who's a mm-hmm. year older than me, and then a younger brother Hudson, who is two and a half years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of grew up together. Hudson was um, Hudson had sometimes had a tough time relating um, with us, just because we tried to um, act in the same way as if he was kind of the same yeah. age, but yep. he just wasn't quite there, and so he would get frustrated at times, and we would yep. get frustrated and stuff like that. Um, but I think it, it did have an influence. We we very much had an older brother, middle brother, younger brother dynamic going yeah. on where Calvin was the one pushing for maybe more later bedtime or <laughs> can we get this video game, you know, yep. kind of pushing in that direction. Um, I would kind of follow up with that. And Hudson Hudson was – it was – it's, it's interesting trying to think back the whole dynamic, but I remember we had a GameCube, um, and we had Mario Kart, and I was playing with my younger brother, and um, I kept beating him because I was like eight, and he was like six-ish, yeah. right? And so those two years made kind of a difference oh, with yeah. understanding how the game worked, yep. and so I kept winning, and he would get frustrated just because he wanted to compete, and um, he just he couldn't beat me, and I remember my mom's like, you have to like let him win every once in a while and I was like why would I let him win right what is he gonna feel joy if I let him win is kind of what I but um that caused some arguments um I found if Calvin was in a bad mood 
I would go and I would hang out with Hudson. Is kind yeah. of how it was, because I'm like, I'm not gonna mess with Calvin. I'm not gonna, not gonna ruin anything ah, there. You go there. do your thing. Hudson was the one I would play board games with, because Calvin just hated board games for whatever reason. Like he he occasionally played it, but he just didn't like that. Hudson loved board games, and so we would do board games in the morning. Mm-hmm. We were homeschooled. We played board games like that. One time, we were up in the morning playing Monopoly. Me and Hudson were having a grand old time. And Calvin's like, oh, can I play with you guys this time? I was like, sure, that would be awesome. And then we were like five turns in. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. And he flips the board. And I was like, <laughs> and then Hudson left too. I was like, no. But, I've yeah. never played a full game of Monopoly. Have you not? No, it takes too long. It, how do you end? Yes I've and no. never understood how the game ends. Uh, the person has to have not enough money to pay for your property. That takes so long. It depends. So if you play with like five or six people, it's going to take an eternity just because people don't focus that long and everyone's like talking this way. If you play with like three to four people, you can actually get it done within. I played a Monopoly game that lasted about an hour, an hour and a half. That's a relatively long time for a board game though. I mean, relatively, it depends. Like if you play, I don't know, Catan will take you about an hour. Um, But if you play Life sorry, take it takes an hour. Like, sorry. It takes 20 minutes. <laughs> You're in and out. Sorry. I've played an hour-long game of sorry before. That's brutal. That's, yeah. That's, I, at some sorry point, you just want to be done. Sorry. It's a board game, yes. But it's not much of one, okay? But it's so fun. <laughs> you just draw the card. Yes. And there's like three cards where you can pick between like two or three options. Yes. It's the worst. What you want is that one and then that reverse four. That's what you're looking for. That's every what you're time. looking for, and then you go right into home. Good times. <laughs> Sorry. It's a good board game. My goodness. That was our favorite board game growing <laughs> up. Yeah, I can't say. I can't say Sorry was one of my favorites. It was more like if no one else wanted to play any other board game, I'd play that cause, just because I enjoy what? board games, but. Sorry was our favorite. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's my 20-year-old younger brother's favorite game still. Yeah? Yep, every time he comes home. Can we play Sorry? <laughs> Crazy little kid. Uh, I just can't can't strategize with Sorry. <laughs> There's no strategy. It's exactly. all Exactly. <laughs> no, it's a skill-based game. Obviously. Yeah. You just got to figure out who to take out. <laughs> Targeting. Targeting is the best way yep. to win a game like that. I mean, it is. <laughs> You all got to gang up on someone. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, did you play a lot of board games growing up? Other than Sorry, of course. Oh, Sorry was my favorite. No, we played a lot of card games. Our mm. family's a big card game person, so we play a lot of cribbage. Um, my grandma and my mom are super into 500. Lots of card games. My brother, my older brother at least, never really got into it. My younger brother loved the mindless games, Connect Four, Sorry, mm-hmm. just kind of. The ones you could play within minutes. Yeah. But, yeah, we played a lot of card games. It was a way to bond, like, everyone sit down, get together, Mm -hmm. and that's just a way to start the conversations, Mm -hmm. which we liked. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good way. I play a lot of cards with my grandmas just because there's such a generational gap. Mm -hmm. We're not at the same points in our life. We can't connect to a lot of things. But sitting down and just playing cards, it's not something you have to have a full conversation Mm -hmm. You can split it up, like you said, doing an activity so you don't have to be talking the whole time. Yeah, which is nice. It's, yeah. it's good to do that. We did that um, with our grandparents with Scrabble. Mm-hmm. We play Scrabble. Yeah. Although we, 
I don't know what it is. Every time I play Scrabble with like my brothers or whatnot, there's always an argument going down somewhere. <laughs> I remember one year, Calvin, he had the game-winning word was yeah, <laughs> you know Y E A H, yeah. And I was like, nope, not a word. And he's like, are you kidding me? It's a word. And I was like, well, let's look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> the dictionary we had on hand didn't have yeah in it. And I was like, well, <laughs> looks like it's uh, not a word. <laughs> and he's like, you've got to be, you guys know this is a word, right? <laughs> it's not in the dictionary, my man. <laughs> and he lost. And he was kind of unhappy. But <laughs> it's <laughs> family board games, right? It's a bonding thing that yeah. gets everyone together. Yeah. <laughs> you got to win on the technicalities. If there's Always nothing the else. technicalities. I can't believe yeah wasn't in the dictionary, though. <laughs> it, was, it was like YA was in the dictionary, but... <laughs> I could justify that not being a word, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's the best thing about having an older dictionary is it doesn't have all the words. It just has, like, most of the words. It has the important words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh prescription stuff like that you know the important words yeah the big words the big the big words the smart words <laughs> juxtaposition you know <laughs> man my goodness scrabble but good times but yeah so are you do you feel like you would be the person that would let a younger person win a game against you no no I mean, it depends on who it is, obviously. Oh, like, I, how I, much younger see. are they? If I was playing against you, no. Like, no offense, no. <laughs> Give me a fair time. Why, why would you? I'm kind of insulted now, but You're that's younger. okay. You're younger. I'm not going to let yes, you I'm win. Yes, I'm younger, but... <laughs> anyway. But if it's, like, a five-year-old, I'm not going to go hard. What about, like, an eight-year-old? We're talking they, they have some decision-making on their side, right? I think I would make it more of a fair game. It okay. also depends on the game. Like, they might be better than me. Who knows? I've never played a full game of monopoly yeah you had at the age of eight so they might be better than me that's possible yeah i have a younger cousin malachi um i was playing him in mancala which wasn't as easy as a game as i (laughs) thought it would be um and so he was kind of like beating me there for a minute and Mm -hmm. i was like not this ain't gonna happen (laughs) and it was a pretty tight game We're, we're counting our marbles afterwards and i think he got to the point where he's like I don't think I'm going to win this thing. <laughs> I don't, like he was counting them and I think he knew he was like yeah. behind by just a bit. And so he's like reaching over to grab some mud. I'm like, <laughs> no sir. No, I'm, no. I, I just, I enjoyed the fight growing up. Yeah. So I don't want to take that away from someone else. No, but, but something about earning it yourself. Again, yeah. perspective on things. Yeah. Um, if you have an optimistic perspective, it's a lot easier to, enjoy something like that Mm -hmm. whereas if you're pessimistic like i'm never gonna win maybe you need someone to kind of let you win to give you some some confidence there yeah i think it's also just your personality like are you a competitive person Mm -hmm. and i used to think i wasn't i was always in like not team sports i did swimming like Mm -hmm. in track i was not a like i never wanted to rely on someone else it was just like a me and i never really cared how i did i was like yep i'm just gonna go out there and do it whatever yeah if i lose whatever (laughs) i did it yeah and then coming into k-state i was taking a leadership class and they made us take the strengths quest test Mm -hmm. and i got competition as one of my (laughs) top five strengths i was like that's not real like no (laughs) i'm not a competitive person but the more i look at it and i looked at the definition and it's like you compare your like you compare yourself off of how others are doing. And I was like, well, yeah, especially in engineering, like 
if you get a 40 on the test, you're like, oh, that's bad. But if the average is a 20, you're like, I'm right. doing great. <laughs> I'm above the curve. What are we talking wow. about? Yeah. So the more I like look at it, I am a very competitive person. I don't like letting people win if I can control it. But yeah. I was never fantastic at sports. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to be the t- top person. Yeah. So, yep, sure. I'll just go out there and do it. Yeah, that, That's not where your competitive aspect showed. It was in yeah. other places. And I just never thought of it because whenever people are like, I'm, very, I'm a very competitive person, you think of the physical competition, mm-hmm. not like doing well in other aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Competitiveness yeah. isn't just a game set thing, right? No. There are other ways to yeah. do it. Although I'm a big fan of the game set competitive nature. I could see that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it is, it's knowing where that, that line is mm-hmm. before it becomes good competitive to help you become yep. better at it. Yeah. And annoying and you're bringing other people down in order to you're make like, yourself feel better in that competition. Yeah. And I think there's a good line balance there where you have to help other people too Mm -hmm. it's like you can do well and be above average but you also have to help everyone else get there too you never want to be standing alone Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i know i i haven't been too great at that but a buddy of mine um, from back home zach he's really good at just being positive for other people like um showing like hey great job out there (laughs) you know whereas me if i do really bad and someone else does really great i'm like Good work, buddy. You know, just it's, yeah. it's kind of. I'm trying to get yeah. it out, but it's not as genuine as it could yeah, be. Yeah, like, um, I'm glad you did great. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas, like, if I do well and they do well, then I'm I'm fine with You're congratulating happy. them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm glad you did well. Yeah. Because I'm also glad in myself. Yeah. And whereas it's more difficult uh, when you do like really poorly and they do really well. You're like, I should be there for them. Yeah. Like they were for me. <laughs> but then it's just like, uh, how but, do you feel when you do well and someone else does bad? It's, it's tough. I, it's I enjoy doing well, but mm-hmm. I won't really say anything about it. That's you know? how I am. Um, yeah. So, I, I won't I won't say it as um, I won't be like I'm so glad I did well. I You're so I, like, oh, yeah, I kind of want to hear how they did, mm-hmm. and if they did poorly, I'll, I just won't. Yeah. Try not to bring up what I did or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I think. I think on both sides, you should be able to um, express gratitude in yourself mm-hmm. as long as you can express gratitude in others at the yeah, same time. Yeah, And it's, it's not easy to do. No, but. not always, but you have to be able to celebrate your victories, too. Mm-hmm. If you do well on something or get a job and somebody else didn't, you have to be able to celebrate yourself. Yeah. Without, it's a hard balance. Like, yeah. if you and a friend are com- interviewing for the same job and you get it and they don't, like... Obviously, you want to go celebrate, but you can't make them feel bad. Yeah. So it's that hard balance, but yeah. it is a tough balance. Yeah. It's kind of like you want to wait till everyone has a job, yep. and then you're like, now we can celebrate. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> but it's not a perfect world, so not everyone gets gets yeah. everything. But. But that's why we're that's why we fight. That's why we're in college. <laughs> doing that's college why we're things, here. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make it through. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll graduate. <laughs> Still moving along. Inch by inch. Yeah. So I know everyone kind of looks at the next step in their life as like, I just want to get there. That's going to be great. Um, how did you see college back in high school? I never saw it as an option. Yeah. Like, I went to a private school. All of us went to college. It was a shock if nobody, or like if someone went, didn't go, or they took a gap year. It was like, 
you're you're what like mm-hmm. what I went to a college preparatory school like it's in the name mm-hmm. you're going to college um, and also like I think my parents never really gave me the option like you can do whatever you want my brother took a gap year I just never thought it was an option for me mm-hmm. so it's just a weird not okay. weird but just like you're going to college yeah um, and then you get here and I came in general engineering. I don't know how I ended up in engineering in the first place, but process of elimination, I'm here, mm-hmm. got into Archie, and then everything's just kind of thrown at you. They're like, you need to do these classes. You need to get an inter- internship these summers. Like, mm-hmm. It's just step by step. Now you're at that point and you're like, where do I actually want to go? Yeah. Like You start making decisions for yourself and you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. Yeah. Would you say, like, that senior year of high school, you were looking forward to coming into college or more dreading it? I loved learning. Yeah. I wanted to meet new friends. I had been with these people for the last four years. I was ready to get out, do something Mm -hmm. new. I was looking forward to it. I did not think I was going to come to Mm K-State. I was charging on. I wanted to go pre-physical therapy. Yeah, and then I ended up here. So, as an engineer, so. sometimes life just happens. Yeah, it just it just does what it wants. Yeah, and I think it turned out for the best. Like looking back, medicine does not interest me. So mm-hmm. I really think everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Just sometimes you have to let go. Yeah. Just See? kind of go with where yeah, life go is with pushing the flow. you. Yeah. Yeah. Just trust your gut. Mm-hmm. How would you say now that you're in college? How do you feel about the next step in your life? which is getting an actual job That's and moving forward. scary. Yeah? But it's a lot of decision-making. You're literally planning out at least the next five years of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you could stay where you grew up. You could move somewhere cool. You can go do a whole bunch of different things. And then you're stuck with the question, or at least I am, do I actually want to do engineering? Like, is there a different caveat that I could get into that is engineering, but it's also blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So just a lot of decision making, and it can be overwhelming, but mm-hmm. you just have to go with your gut. What feels right for you? Mm-hmm. Talk to a lot of people, get perspectives. Yeah. yeah. How how do you feel you are with decision making? I'm the worst person ever. <laughs> the worst person. I cannot make a decision to save my life. It can be something as easy as like, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I'm the pickiest eater, and I say I don't care. Yeah. Obviously, I care. Yeah. But I'm the worst, and one of our professors has kind of been annoyed with that lately she goes just make a decision I was like I, I can't but I going back to like my realist I weigh every single option I'm like it can be good for this but it can be bad for this it can mm-hmm. be good bad and mm-hmm. I just go back and forth and I can never land on something mm-hmm. and so I've really been working on it another girl in the grad office has really inspired me to just like make a decision mm-hmm. just do it and like you might not care which means nobody else probably cares. Just make a decision. Yeah. So that's been kind of fun to work on. Just mm-hmm. figuring out, going with your gut. Yeah. Trusting yourself. Yeah. yeah. Just like saying, I'm going to do this and we'll see where yep, it takes we're us. just going to go with it. Yeah. Go with the flow. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. I mean, I was super against studying abroad. Like, I wanted to graduate a semester. I wanted to get out. I had a life plan. Like, step by step, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, I'm going abroad. I'm taking an extra semester. Like, just having fun like mm-hmm. let it stopping slowing down and just living life 
but it took that someone else saying you need to stop which is amazing that someone can stand up to you and like Mm -hmm. as much as you say no they fight back Mm -hmm. and just making that decision to change what you had planned and go back slow down kind of retreat a little like Mm -hmm. taking more time than you had initially planned which is good yeah, yeah, just really going yeah. back and not just going with where you thought you were going, yeah. but reevaluating where you are now. Where you want to and be. And where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be cool. I've always wanted to work abroad, so being mm-hmm. able to go abroad and make sure I like it yeah. will be a good thing. Yeah. And it's just seeing things in a different perspective that you hadn't initially planned for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know not everyone is too keen on accepting changes in their life, especially yeah. if they've been like, this is where I want to go, yeah. and this is where I've been going all my life. And then yep. life's like, well, you really don't enjoy that. And you, you sit there like, well, this was my You're plan. Right. <laughs> You're right, but this was my plan, so yeah. what do I do now? Um, so I think it's... I don't... Yeah. Yeah. You just have to slow down. But crazy. Yeah. I always thought I was going to go one way, and then you're just like, nope, false. <laughs> no, Nope, that's not true. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> so it'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you studying abroad in? Just Europe, right? As of right now, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I talked to the study abroad office last week, and they're like, well, we don't really know. <laughs> so yeah. a little more looking into do. Yeah. But. but that's that's a cool opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just mm-hmm. experiencing different a different culture yeah. and how work happens in those different yeah. cultures. Because a lot of people, um, when they travel, they'll go to these different environments and they'll experience it, but not from a work perspective. Yes. You know, there's there's touristing and then there's living there and working yep. there. And those are two different things entirely. Very different things. Um, so. so that'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be, really be a good cool. opportunity. Um, yeah. Just figure out what I want in life. Yeah. 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 So... So would you say it's a positive positive perspective moving forward? Then? Oh, very positive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I hit the point over the summer where I was like, I love what I'm doing. I love engineering. I love the work I get to do. I love the people I get to see every day. But I don't know if I want to do this for the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you have to slow down. You have to look at that and be like, yeah. maybe this isn't what I want. Mm-hmm. And figuring out where you can go. So being able to go figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm amazing yeah 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 I was asked a uh, question the other day from someone Um, they're like so what's your what's your dream job and you know I was sitting there (laughs) like like, I mean I'm going into this job because I enjoy that I I enjoy what I'm going into and it's practical I'm gonna do that but what I call it my like dream job you know like all barriers aside if I could do anything is that what I'd want to do and it's just sitting there thinking is I don't I don't know I I landed on like it'd be cool to direct a movie you know it's like that would be a cool opportunity i don't know if i'd want to do that for my life but do it like one time or something like that and not that i'd ever had the opportunity to do that but uh never say never but right you could do like a short film a short film i do we can throw something together (laughs) you and i will get something done we'll figure (laughs) something out but that'd be cool yeah it is it is cool just going out and doing something you enjoy Mm -hmm. um and and it's like um, even with uh, this podcast and with some people making YouTube channels, um, if you go into it and you want to be like, I want to be something big, right? I want this to happen. Yep. Um, if you go into it thinking that's going to happen immediately or even just expecting that to happen, you're not going to enjoy it. No. <laughs> it. Sitting down, doing it, enjoying it for what it is, 
and seeing what happens, right? That's different, you know, enjoying it for what it is and not what it could be. Yeah. Um, Anyone can daydream, but. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, like you're three years into college, you have this degree, like you're going to get your degree. Yeah, exactly. How do you stop and turn around and be like, what if I do want to go direct a movie? Yeah. Do you just put your life on pause? Do you not use the degree you spent four or five years getting? It's hard. I know. It's it's a tough decision. And you do have people in college that have been there for three, four years in one specific major or that are even yep. about to graduate and yep. they sit there and they're like, I don't want to do this. What do I do? <laughs> what do I what do? I do? What? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a, a tough road to follow and a lot harder to have a, a positive outlook on where you're at yep. if you and find yourself like, there. Oh, I don't enjoy this. But. but I feel like there's always those little things where you can relate it back, though. Like, I want to do underwater welding. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of construction-y. Like, I could twist it to kind of make it about my major. Yeah. But how do you stop and be like, okay, I spent five years getting my master's in engineering. I want to go take a six-week training course to do underwater welding. Like, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah. But how, do I, how do I put these together in a positive outlook? Yeah. And there, there's always a way you can use what you have. Yeah. Um, as long as you put the time in and you look hard enough. Yeah. But that's the thing. Not everyone wants to put time into something. Yeah. And, it's crazy. But that's just how that's how life is. Everyone, everything good takes time and effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are some like, I, I guess you could say there are good things that come instantly, but like the great things take time. The best things take time. Yeah. And they're not going to come immediately. Yeah. Like if I have a donut, that's a good thing. <laughs> I love donuts. Donuts are great. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna eat a donut. That's a good thing. If I want to feel success after creating, um, I don't know, like an artist creating a big canvas or um, um, me playing intramural sports, making it to a finals game and winning that, right? It's nothing big, but doing that takes time, effort, and it feels great. Yes. Um, So everything good takes time or everything great takes time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And um, some people, it's it. The world's so wrapped up in instant gratification that mm-hmm. uh, it it's hard to like yeah it's hard to stick with the the stick it out little to keep no working. reward yep. until you get keep to pushing. that's a topic for another day though that's <laughs> a whole topic yeah so, but it, it it's it again wraps with that perspective how you're seeing it yeah are you um seeing what you're doing in a positive aspect towards a future goal mm-hmm. or are you seeing it as nothing's happening right now so why should i continue doing it and that's when you have to stop and say why did i start mm-hmm. and i think that's very important especially when you're I'm four years deep in a major and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. It's late nights, early mornings. What am I doing? And you're like, why did I start? What's Mm -hmm. the end goal? And you just have to evaluate. Yeah. Look at it at the bigger picture instead of the point you're at, Mm -hmm. which is intense, intimidating. Yeah. But good. Yeah. And necessary. Very necessary. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what we're ending, uh, coming towards the end of the podcast. Um, so do you have any last thoughts you wanted to say um, regarding what we've talked about? Any... No. no. I think it's just good to keep everything in perspective. Don't mm-hmm. be overly pessimistic. Like, yeah. things will go right in your life. I mean, there's that whole Murph, Murphy's Law, Murph's Law or whatever, mm-hmm. where everything bad or everything that can happen will happen. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it legitimately will. Like, your life is not an end zone. Like, yeah. There are good things. There's upsides, and you mm-hmm. have to, you have to go through the downs to appreciate the ups. Mm-hmm. So, everything in perspective. I think it's uh, funny. There's a Disney show called Murphy's Law, 
I don't know if you've seen that at all, but it goes through this guy who all the worst things happened to him. Yeah. Right? All the worst things around him happened to him. But if you see the character that they're portraying, this guy is one of the most joyful people on the show, right? Just yeah. living his life, enjoying life to the fullest, yeah. even though all these crappy things are happening. He takes it in stride and just really enjoys, enjoys his it. life. Yep. And it, it is just a kid's show for fun. But yeah. it is cool to think um, if you have the right attitude going into something, even a crappy thing, even something awful that happens can be good you can still enjoy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. your life despite crappy things and some things are worse than others i get that and it's not easy to have a good attitude but if you can get that attitude everything is right technically yeah Yeah. Yeah. which is good yeah which is good it's tough but it's good yeah yeah so um do would you like to have any shout outs for the end of this podcast anyone you want to bring up (laughs) my dear girl lauren costello (laughs) Gotta throw it back at you. Yeah, yep. <laughs> love, love you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming out. Thank you. Yeah. Um, everyone have a great day and a great rest of your week. <laughs>